Somebody will change only if they want to be changed. If somebody does not want to be changed, they won't. Um, I am a big believer in experiences. This is the 59th episode of Dream 100 Show with Mr. Ornosh, or should I say Java, as he is fondly called. Welcome to Dream 100 Show, listener. I am your host, Savita Hosamani. Each week, we interview today's most successful and inspiring business owners with winning teams who had the courage to chase their dreams in spite of all their challenges. Join us as we bring you everything that goes on in the minds of successful business owners during decision-making process and gain insights to make smarter decisions. Uh, welcome to Dream 100 Show, Java. It's so nice to have you here and uh, connecting across the borders and knowing you as a person. So can you briefly give us an insight of uh, how you started off with this journey? Of course, of course. First of all, thank you for having me on today. I'm, I really appreciate it and I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, it's been a long journey for me to get here. Um, you know, I, I can go all the way back to when I was in high school um, as a 17, 18-year-old, not knowing what I want to do in my life. And, uh, you know, I was definitely one of those uh, students in class that did well in class. You know, I didn't do great because um, I didn't feel the need to. Um, it's actually one of my regrets. Um, I just felt like I needed to do enough. And uh, I never really knew what I wanted to do with my life. And I never, at the time thought that I needed to. Um, I'll never forget a, a story real quick. Um, my chemistry teacher, Mr. Fieldhouse, which, but yeah, he uh, he approached me one day. Uh, we were having a senior lunch out mm. on the front lawn. And he approached me and he's like, Arnish, I have a question for you. And I said, sure, Mr. Fieldhouse, what's up? And he's like, do you know what you want to do with your life? So here I am, 18 years old, about, go, about to go into college at the University of, University of Illinois at Champaign, and I remember looking up at the sky, and I remember looking back down at him, and I said, uh, Mr. Fieldhouse, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. And he just kind of laughs, and he's like, you know, me and the other teachers went through all of your friends here, and we pretty much figured out where they're all going to be in about 15 years from now, but when we got to you, we couldn't put a finger on it. We couldn't, we couldn't put our thumb on it. We were like, mm, don't know what our new Chevyharian is going to be doing in 15 years. And I told him, I said, you know what? I don't know either. And that was the truth. So, you know, for anyone out there that doesn't know what they want to do right now in life, it's okay. Because look at me. I'm 45 now and I'm happy as can be. And so, uh, yeah, from there, like, I, I think, you know, the word that comes to mind about figuring out what I want to do was experiences. Um, I am a big believer in experiences. Don't get me wrong. Like, reading books... And doing research that way, that is important to do. And actually getting your feet wet and getting involved in things, that truly, to me, is how you can figure out what you want to do in life. Because, and that's why, like, for example, like, being a teacher for all these years I have been, when students come up to me and say, hey, Java, like, 
I'm thinking about doing this or I'm thinking about going into this career, I always immediately say, well, go do it. Go, go do it. Go sign up for it. Go, you know, go shadow somebody or go find a job where you can be like an intern or you can be under somebody like an assistant or whatever and do it for a while. Because to me, that is the way you're going to find out, do I love this or do I not love this? That's really the way, because in my humble opinion, like you can go read all the books you want about a certain path you want to go down, but unless you experience it, that's the thing. So for me, my life became experiences. I, As I went through life, I started coaching football, and I loved it, and I started working as a camp counselor, and I loved it, and the more and more I was around people and making a difference in people's lives, I was like, this is... This is what I want to do with my life, you know, and, and it was through those experiences. And, um, and for example, like I'll never forget, like I chose, you know, I, I went and became, I, I got a job in Milwaukee and I became a, a director of education at a massage therapy school. I mean, that was so many years ago now. I'm like, I'm looking back and I'm like, what was I doing? You know, but, but through that, I realized because I woke up one morning, I was like, what am I doing? You know, like two years into it, I was like, this is not where I want to be in life. This is not what's making me happy. And, um, and I realized like I need to go back to school and find my passion and do what I am passionate about. And I thought at the time, I was like, I think I want to go into teaching. And more importantly, I think I want to go into helping others and making an influence in people's lives. I'll never forget once um, a friend of mine, Trisha, um, she was a year older than me in high school. And we went to University of Illinois together. She took me out to lunch one day, and the reason she took me out to lunch is because she had to do a paper on somebody that she respects and somebody that has integrity. And here I am, I, was, I think I was 19 or 20 at the time, maybe 21. I, you know, it was, I mean, we we're talking about over 20 years ago, so I, um, I don't remember exactly what, how old I was. But anyway, and I remember she took me out, and she started asking me these character questions. And at the time, I was so young, I didn't put it all together in my head, and, she was just asking me questions like why I go about things the way I do and what defines what, how I make a decision, what doesn't. And I found myself answering a lot of questions with my morals and with my ethics. And, you know, and, you know, and I didn't really understand the word integrity fully at the time. I will be totally honest and being very self-aware. But I really feel as though I was doing a lot of character building at the time. And I was like really diving into my character. And I really remember, like, she, the, the last question will always stick in my head. She's like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, how, like, what do you want to be known for in your life? And I said, I just want to be known as the person that did the right thing, that just, like, always tried to do the right thing. And although I'm not perfect, and I never will be perfect, and I will always make mistakes, I just always aspire to be that type of person where I always try to be a good person of character. And I think that that was probably the beginning of this journey. And... You know, and then I became a teacher. I went back to school, I became a teacher, and that process was awesome. And and I, and just for the record, I'm still a teacher today, and I love it. Um, I really enjoy teaching. So, you know, I'm doing the teaching, and for the last 15 years, um, I've also, while I've been teaching science, I've been doing these character-building classes where I go, where like once a week in class, I bring up a topic, and we talk all about it. We talk all about respect and integrity and I, I could go down a list of things that we talk about. And this kind of morphed into this awesome world. 
and the students loved it and I loved it and and uh it really took off and that's where a, f- a couple of years ago I developed True You and True You is now what I'm really excited about a lot of ways too is it's like it's something I'm doing on the side here that's really an opportunity for me to bring character building outside of my classroom and it's really an opportunity for me to help people really achieve their true self, right? Really help them self-improve. I, I, I think this is totally for people that want to, they're in self-improvement. I think it's totally for people that are seeking to improve their lives, to be better about their lives, to, you know, because we're all a work in progress. Like, do I do everything right every day? God, no. And I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, you should be like Java. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, but I will say that I do strive to try to be the best person I can be every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all that we can do. And so that's what led me here today to okay. cheer you. Okay. See, now I just want to understand from a person who didn't know what to do in life to finding your true self. Like, uh, this is the question which uh, most of the angsters have in their lives. Like, I don't know what to do with yes. my life. How do I find my true self? So just three things, what they should do to find their true self. Oh, three things. Three things. Good, good question. That's a very good question. Um, if I want to really break it down, that, you know, first of all, I will tell you that it's a journey. And it's not, it's not you're not going to find it out today. You're not going to find out tomorrow. You're not going to find out next week or next month or even probably next year. It's a long journey. The piece of advice I would give them is that it's going to take a long time and that you should enjoy the journey. I think the second thing is I'm going to go back to that experiences. I think you need to experience life. I think you need to get out there and travel. I think you need to see the world. I think you need to have people coming in and out of your life. I think you definitely need to experience as many people and as many things in this world as you possibly can. And then third, I, I believe that you should surround yourself with people that are going to make a difference in your life in a positive way. Okay. Now, uh, uh, coming uh, to understanding your uh, true self, values matter a lot in our lives. So how does one uh, find out what is it that they value? From the conversation that we have had so far, I find that you value your experiences so much. So how can one person find out what is it that they value the most in their life? That's a that's that's an excellent point you bring up, and I and I love that you keep on using the word values. Um, I applaud you for that. <laughs> it's it's wonderful because uh, to me, um, values is absolutely one thing that everybody needs to know. You need to know your values, and I think that that is as I call it, the term I use is that's one of the three pillars of character: um, values, growth. And integrity. And, and then really, we're, we've just talked about all three of them right now. And I can elaborate on that here in a second. But when we talk about values, going back to your question, everybody needs to know their values. And I, I think that that's something that a lot of people have not taken the time out to really do. And what I encourage everyone to do is literally take a pen, take a paper and write down, what do I value in this world? Like that's a very, it's a very powerful question. What do you value in this world? And you should write down the specific things that you value. And you know what's interesting is that this will change. This will change over time. Like let's say you do this and you're 19 years old. If you do it again when you're 25 or 30 or 35, 
it may be a little different. But I do think the core, your core stuff doesn't change. I do think who you are in your core, I think those will never change. And I can say pretty affirmatively that that over my life, my core values have not changed. So for me, I've written down my values. I've analyzed my values. I've gone over my values. And I stay true to those values. So for example, for me, like examples of my values, of course, my family, my family is the most important thing to me. They come first in front of everything. My, my wife and my two kids, they're my life. Um, my friends mean a lot to me. Absolutely. Uh, but also, but then I get into qualities, right? Character qualities. I get into things like humility. I really, I try to be humble myself. I really do. I work on that every day and I am very attracted to people that are. So if you are opposite of that, if if I find somebody that's more like arrogant or cocky, for lack of a better term, um, those kind of people turn me off, you know, like, because I know that my value is humbleness and people that are humble. Like I, I can think of one friend right now. Um, now go ahead and say his name, Ryan August. He's one of the most humble individuals I've ever met in my life. Um, and I, we've been best friends for over 20 years and I love him to death. I would do anything for him. Uh, I really respect and that's one of the things I most respect about him. But other things like traveling, open-mindedness, uh, these are all things, hard work. These are all things that I value very, very much. So by knowing your values, that is your guide in life. It guides you in life. It guides you with your career, what choice you make as a career. If I don't find a career that matches my values, I'm not going to be happy. It, val- it guides your who you choose to spend the rest of your life with, your spouse. So who you decide to spend the rest of your life with, that's a huge decision. And if that person doesn't match your values, and they're not going to match exactly. Like me and my wife, we don't match exactly. But I will tell you right now, the core, absolutely. Absolutely. Like we, we match clear as day on like what we value together. Um, And then of course, who you surround yourself with. Going back to that again, right? Who you surround yourself with, that goes back to your values, correct? And so to me, values are your guide in life. And if you know your values, they will guide you to help you find your true self. Mm-hmm. Like as you were saying that values don't remain the same. They keep on changing with age and with time and with the experiences that we are having once the values change. So where do you think the personal transformation comes in? So as personal transformation comes in, uh, do values change? That's an interesting, that's a great question. That's a great point. Values, so so I think things change when you allow yourself to grow, when you allow yourself to change. And that's, again, going back to humility. Um, when you're humble, when you don't think you know it all, you allow yourself to grow and develop as a human being. And that's actually my third pillar, right? So we have values. We have integrity, and then we have growth. And those three pillars, like when we talk about growth, growth is so important to me because that's where you allow yourself to grow and change. And if you are not conscious about letting yourself change, if you're not conscious about letting yourself grow and learn, then you're going to be stunted in life, right? You're going to be stunted. You're not going to grow as an individual. And really, it's going to be unattractive for a lot of people. And, and it's going to be unattractive as you continue moving life. And I really think it's going to stunt your growth 
not only in life, but we're talking about career. We're talking about relationships. You know, you're like, for example, like people that you surround yourself with, they're going to continue to grow and evolve as a human being. And if you do not continue to do that, they're going to, there's going to be a discrepancy. There's going to be a break there. And you're going to find that your relationships are going to start to break apart. And I, and I can tell you for a fact right now, I think that that's what's happening to me. Um, I have a really good friend right now that, you know, I'll be honest with you, he used to be my best friend. And I'm a little worried right now that I feel like we're breaking apart. Um, I'm concerned about the path he's going down and the path I'm going down and how we're so different. And I understand that. And, and this goes back maybe to people growing apart and people finding that they have different values. And that's definitely the case. But I definitely, you know, you talk about transformation and changing. You have to be also very self-aware. And that's a very, you know, I, I am very careful when I use that term self-aware because I really think it's one of the hardest, if not the hardest, component of character building that I ever talk about in all the character building stuff I talk about. Because it's so difficult to explain self-awareness in so many ways. And what self-awareness is, is understanding yourself on a deeper level. Understanding yourself and knowing where your weaknesses and your strengths are. It, I, I always give this example, like this story. I'll never forget my dad, God bless him, he died four years ago. I miss him every day. But I'll never forget, like, this was when I was in my 20s. <laughs> it was in my early 20s. I remember my dad at one point. He, him and I were having this discussion. We were going back and forth. And he was, and he said to me at one point, he goes, Arnish, you can be so stubborn. And I remember looking him down the face. He goes, dad, I am not stubborn at all. Yeah. You want to talk about not being self-aware. That was me. Because yes, I am stubborn about things. Some things, not all things. Because again, I, I've, I've become self-aware enough to realize, hey, I am stubborn about some things and I need to stop doing that so I can allow myself to grow. But that's where self-awareness comes in, realizing who you are and realizing what you are. Some people live in this world, and we all do it. We all do it. We all live in this world where, oh, no, that's not me, and no, I'm not like that. And self-awareness is realizing, yes, I am like that. And yes, maybe I do have those tendencies sometimes. And that's where the biggest growth can take place, where you are self-aware about yourself, your weaknesses, your strengths. And I mean, for example, I can tell you, where my weaknesses and my strengths are right now for the most part because I'm 45 and I've really become very conscious of this and I fully understand where I am about this, right? Like, for example, my wife is fantastic at writing and putting words together and things of that nature. I'm not. I, I, I'm just, I, that's, when it comes to writing, like, I am not nearly as good of a writer as she is. So whenever I write something, Whenever I need to write something, especially like for a job interview or for like something that's like a big publication or something like that, oh my God, I go to her and I'm like, can you please read this over? Mm -hmm. And I am very open to her critique. And I am like, okay, if she tells me to change this, I'm going to change it because I am not going to be too prideful to be like, oh no, I think that that's said really well. Like she is really good at what she does. She is exceptional at what she does. So I am self-aware enough to realize like, no, you know what? If she critiques my writing, if she says, this is not good, you need to change this, like, this is awful. Like sometimes she's very blunt with me. 
I need to accept that and be like, okay, you're right. That is awful. Let's change it. You know, so that's part of being self-aware. And that's, I think, part of the transformation. Mm-hmm. So how uh, being self-aware, does it have an impact in our uh, professional development as well? Because in this mad rush of life, how we don't, how many people do you think have time to be self-aware on a daily basis? I, you know, that's a good question. I, I think that it is something you have to work at. I think it's something that you have to physically and, and mentally really mentally work at every day. Um, it is something that, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer in meditation. I'm a big believer in taking time to yourself, taking time out to an, to really analyze your day, evolve your life, like, like analyze your life. I use, I use the term being self-reflective. I think that we all need to be very self-reflective. We need to reflect on our lives. We need to reflect on, hey, how did I handle that yesterday? Did I handle that well? Could I have handled it better? Like, you know, when I interacted with that person, I, I think what I said may have hurt them, may have bothered them. Maybe I should go back and apologize. And being self-reflective is something that, again, takes time. But that's why, you know, and we also talk about mental health, right? I, I am a big believer that you should take time out for yourself. You should have time to process through your life, what's going on in your life. That's really good for your mental health. And that time can lead you to self-reflect and realize, like, how am I handling things? Am I handling things well? Am I not? Like, how do I handle this situation? I'm really dealing with this in my life right now. It's causing me a lot of stress and anxiety. What are different ways I can go about it to make my life not as stressful and not so anxious? And I also believe that, you know, so for for example, if you need to take a walk, you know, you walk your dog or you need to meditate. But I also am a big believer, like for me, I know that I need to write things down. Like I, I, that's just how I work. I, if, if I write it down, I'm a visual person. I know that. I know that's how I learn. If I write it down, if I visually write it down, I can see it clearly and I know I need to work on it. And so for me, I think that that is a big part of being self-aware and being self-reflective is it take the time in your day to do it. You know, being conscious of that time, being deliberate about that time, like deliberately saying, okay, every morning I'm going to wake up a little bit early. I'm going to take my dog on a walk. And that's my, that's my mental health slash self-reflection time. Okay. In spite of doing uh, certain uh, ways to increase our self-awareness or being self-reflective, when do you think a person should uh, make a decision to take external help? Because most of us feel that, okay, we are doing one, two, three activities and we feel that we are doing enough to take care of our mental health. But uh, we are not growing at the rate at which we should be growing. So when do you think they should go and take external help? That's a great question. That's a great question. You know, I, I'm not I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to pretend I am a therapist because I'm not. Um, but I do absolutely believe in therapists. I do absolutely believe in getting external help. Uh, me and my wife, we both have a therapist. We are very open about the fact that we do. We've, I, I have always said, and I'll say this until the day I die, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. If you have a doctor 
for your ment- for your physical health, like we all have a doctor, right? We all have a doctor we go to in case we all sick or whatever. I just recently got over bronchitis. Of course, I went and saw my doctor a couple times. Um, but we should also have, in my opinion, a mental health doctor. And that is a therapist, you know, in whatever realm you want to classify that person or whatever area you want to go get that person, counseling, therapist, whatever it may be. Excuse me. Um, but I will say that I do think that getting a therapist is something that everyone should do. I don't, I don't know if there's a certain time when all of a sudden you're like, okay, it's been a year. I've been trying to deal with it on my own. Maybe I should go get a therapist. I, I actually, I'm a big believer in, and that this is somebody like, and some people need to meet with the therapist regularly, like weekly. Some people once a month, some people maybe once every six months or once a year. Oh, I don't care. I'm not here to judge you. And I would never do that. But you need to figure that out, right? And you need to figure out whether you want to meet with that therapist on a more regular basis or not. And that is really up to you. That is truly up to you. And I think that that is something that you need to work out for yourself. But I, again, I'm a big believer in everyone having a therapist. Awesome. That's uh, a really great uh, uh, putting people on the right track so that once they start analyzing themselves and they feel that there is uh, a need, uh, sometimes um, it need not be necessarily like how we go for a physical test to ensure that everything is all right. We can as well go and take a mental test as well uh, to ensure that we are fit and fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct when you say that. And I think that that's, we all need to be conscious enough to do that and ready enough to do that. And really, we need to be, again, I go back to the word humble. We need to be humble enough to do that. We There's so many people out there that I feel, with all due respect, that their pride gets in the way. And they're like, oh, I don't need a therapist. I, don't, I mean, I, with all due respect, I grew up with that. Um, I love my mom and dad. But I think that if you went and saw a therapist, that was a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And and I do think that that's an old way of thinking. I, me and my wife are completely beyond that. Like we're, I mean, we actually think seeing a therapist is a sign of strength. It's just the opposite. It, it's not a sign of weakness. And I think that that old, and I'm glad to see like with all the talk of mental health, that those walls are being broken down. But I, I do believe it's just the opposite. I think it's a sign of strength. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what are the things that you do for your uh, personal development uh, which results in your professional development as well. Like one of the things which you mentioned was meditation and uh, writing. What other things do you do? Uh, you know, for me, um, you know, I, 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 you know, I go like for my own self-reflection time and for what I do, I love to go on hikes. I love to go, I take my dogs on walks, um, but I, I will, I'll take off. Like my wife knows this. I'll take off one day and I'll go up to Wisconsin and I'll go for a hike for, you know, six, seven, eight, nine miles, like something like that. Like it'll be like a full day. Um, and she lets me do that. She knows, she knows that I need my time away from the world. I really love to connect with nature. Nature is a big thing with me. So I really, when I get on that trail in the middle of nowhere and start hiking um, and connect with nature, I just feel free. I feel... I feel like I can think about anything, work through anything, take my time, be so self-reflective. 
and I come back as a better person. Wow. Um, I think that that's very big for me. I also think for me, my time with my children is very important. Um, I'm a big, big, big family man. Um, my wife almost thinks I'm too big of a family, <laughs> but I, but my, my two children, my two girls, um, they're the world to me. And when I spend time with them, the more time I spend with them, the, the happier I am. And so I don't like to be away from them really. Um, I actually haven't been gone a night from them in forever, you know, since the pandemic probably. Um, and I, I remember like right before the pandemic, I was gone for like a long weekend. I went skiing with my boys and it was awesome. And I'm so happy I did that, but I'm going to be honest with you. I, I struggled to be away from my, my daughter at a time. I only had one daughter at a time. Um, but for me, like I need that time. So I think that for me taking that time and being reflective is important. Um, because that's the time I get to process through like what I did, how I did things like how I can do things better. But I also, for me, talking to my wife, um, my wife is my best friend. She is my soulmate. And I know that she will give me the best advice from anybody in my life um, about what I should do. And I completely trust her. I know that she'll absolutely send me on the right path. And she's my confidant. So it's, I think I'm very lucky and very fortunate to have that person in my life. And I do believe in all those studies that come out that if you find the right person, that's and that's a key question right there. If you find the right person, I do believe that they will help you live longer and more healthy in life. And because happier. what's that? And happier also. And happier, right? And happier. <laughs> um, because I, I, I do believe a great boy. Uh, I do believe that fully because you know, I think it's important to have that person you can bounce stuff off of and that you know has your best interest in mind. And I, I will tell you right now that I will live a longer life because of Michelle. I know that for a fact. I know that 100% that if I did not have her in my life, my life would be shorter. But because she's in my life, my life is going to be longer. And it's going to be longer, healthier, and happier. Wow. Sure. wow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you have been doing uh, uh, character building for uh, students as well as for adults. Uh, of late so who do you think uh, or where do you think uh, it is challenging uh, to change build the character to change or build the character when it comes to uh, children or when it comes to adults after a certain period of time if we need to change our character do you think is it possible that's a really good question you know i i think a couple years ago if you were to ask me, like, who's easier to change, adults or children? And I would have said, oh, children are much easier to change. I, I don't know if that's the case anymore. I, I, I really question that um, through all my experiences. Um, you know, to answer your question, I know you had a couple questions there. Let me get to it all. Um, through my years of teaching, there's been, I, I think it all, what, I'm, what I mean to say by this is I think it all comes down to the individual, both for children and for adults. And I, I think it's for anybody. I, I think it all comes down to the individual. I think some children and some adults, I think very much seek self-improvement, very much know 
hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm a work in progress. And they want to find ways to make themselves better. And I think that there's some people, both adults and children. When I say children, I mean anybody up to the age of 18 um, that are not seeking that so much. You know, I mean, I'm sure that if you ask them, they would say, sure, I'm all I'm always looking to improve. But what they say and what they do are two different things. We all know that. But I do think that there's some individuals out there that maybe aren't seeking as much. And that's fine. That's, you know, I've also learned that you need to accept everyone for who they are. I've also learned that you, somebody will change only if they want to be changed. If somebody does not want to be changed, they won't. And that's, and especially if you, from as an outsider, try to change somebody, that's the worst thing you can do. You, you should never try to change anyone because all that will happen is that person will learn to resent you. They will learn to resent you 100% if you try to change them. And that's why to me, like, and this goes back to what I said at the very beginning of our interview, is that you need to accept people for who they are. So as I, as I go throughout this journey of true you, there are some people that I come across that I can think of right now that I'm like, wow, that person really is self-reflective and is really self-aware and really wants self-improvement. And, and yeah, I'm personally, because that's who I am, I'm attracted to that. But then there's other people I've run into and be like, okay, you know what? This is not their cup of tea. This is not their thing. They're, they're interested in other things. And that's fine. I've learned that... There is no wrong or right. That's not right. That's not wrong. What I do is not right. What I do is not wrong. I've learned that this is what I do. This is me. This is what makes me happy. And I'm attracted to people that are like this. And if you're like this, hey, we're probably going to get along. But if you're not like this, you know what? There are tons of other people out there that you will get along with. It's just not me. So to answer your questions, to answer your question, I think if somebody wants to be changed, if somebody wants to go down this road, Hey, it's there for them. And if they don't, totally cool to each his or her own. <laughs> okay. So what's the best piece of advice that you have received? Best piece of advice ever was be yourself. I mean, <laughs> as I, as I, no, I'm serious. I mean, it's so simple, but it's so true. It's like we live in this world now where we have all these societal pressures that, and we feel like we need to change and we need to adapt. And, you know, that word pretentious is out there like, oh, I met that person. They're so pretentious. Like you can tell that they're not being genuine and they're not being themselves. And I definitely think that that's what we've run across is that I just tell everyone, like, be yourself. Be yourself. Be exactly who you are. People that like you, they're going to embrace that about you. They're going to come in your life and you're going to love to be with them. People that don't, you, you really don't need them in your life. You really, really don't. There's other people that you do. And the thing is, like, you don't need 100 friends. You can have 10 really great friends. And that's something. And I also think that that comes with maturity. I think that it comes with time to learn that. I definitely, I mean, I can tell you right now when I was 19 years old or 18 years old or whatever, I probably didn't think that way. <laughs> okay. But as I got, as I've gotten older, I think that that's something that's been like, oh, that's definitely the case. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what is the advice that you would uh, wish to give to the listeners? I, again, I, I think that um, 
you know, I, in, in true you, I have this thing called the three pillars of character, right? Know your values, have a growth mindset, and be a person of integrity. If you have all three of those things, you make what I call the triangle of you, because those three represent the three points of a triangle. And the strongest geometric structure in the world is a triangle. It can, it can take on the most force out of any geometric structure in the world. And that's what happens in life is that you have all these external forces in society that come on you to say, Hey, you should come this way or you should change or you should this and that. Like you can use terms such as greediness or ego or, you know, I could go on and on arrogance or, you know, jealousy. I, I mean, all these terrible, you know, negative terms, right? And when you create your triangle, when you solidify your triangle, and again, we're all working on it. We're, no one's ever not working on it. When you're working on it, if you solidify that triangle, then you can take on all those external forces and they won't change you. So my piece of advice is work on your triangle. Work on your triangle of you. Work on it every day. And you will always remain true to yourself. Wow. Amazing. So with this, we almost come to the end of this conversation. If you feel that we have missed out on any question which would add value to this uh, conversation, you can please go ahead and uh, state. No, I think, I think that this was, a, this was a pretty awesome, pretty thorough conversation. I mean, I think that uh, if anybody wants to listen to any character building stuff, like, please listen to this. And I would love for you, you, know, you to listen Again, like my podcast is True You uh, Character Building with Java. I'd love to have you come on board, but I think you do a great podcast. Um, but yeah, it's wonderful. And I have a website too, trueyoucharacterbuilding.com. So thank you for everything. I think it was awesome. I think you did a great job. And I think that anybody who listens to this, hopefully they get a lot out of it. I really do. Yes. So if people want to connect with you, where do they connect? Uh, like I said, True You, uh, that's my podcast. That's my website trueyoucharacterbuilding.com i also do motivational speaking so if you want to hire me to come on board and talk to anybody or whether it be virtually or whether, whether it be in person i'm happy to do that and um yeah and like my email is java at trueyoucharacterbuilding.com so yeah it's all over the place <laughs> so, and we're all over social media too so okay. it's wonderful thank you so much i really appreciate it it was wonderful chatting with you java uh, and learning so much about character building, values, integrity, your experiences. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you again. In today's episode, we talked to Java all the way from Chicago, who helps individual to explore character building qualities and build their true selves amazing so let's hear it out from him how he started this wonderful journey right here right now on dream 100 show podcast i thank java from the bottom of my heart for taking out time to share his wonderful insights of character building here are my top five takeaways my first takeaway is Strive to be the best person that you can be every day. My second takeaway, values are the guidelines to find your true self and grow. So stay true to your values. 
my third takeaway it's very important to surround yourself with people who make a positive difference in your life my fourth takeaway self awareness is understanding yourself on a much deeper level my fifth takeaway and a very powerful one you cannot change a person unless they want to change thank you so much java for all these wonderful insights and taking out your time on dream hundred show thank you so much never lose out on an opportunity to learn about cultivating your inner strengths on dream hundred show we strongly believe that life is just a play we win some we lose some we miss some and we mess with some so enjoy your journey and play to the fullest thank you so much for listening to this episode of dream 100 show and now make a smart decision of taking the next step towards building your trust and your dreams don't forget to subscribe to dream 100 show and leave a review on apple podcast share your biggest takeaways with us and follow us on linkedin facebook and instagram for more details shoot an email to us this is savita signing off and catch you soon in our next episode okay.